Are you ready? I was born ready. That's what they all say. But they are, some that's, of them are. That's what they tell me. That's right. That's right. John Peckman Podcast. Uh, man, I lost my whole beginning rap now. I'm thinking we should even maybe start over. All right. No. John Peckman. No, we're, it's too late. John Peckman Podcast. Man. Where are we? Beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge. Start looking through one set of lights. Look left. I'm John Peckman, your host. I barely know what I'm doing suddenly today. Um, but we are here. So Connecticut, or at least in my experience, many great bass players around here. And we are here with one of them. One of them for sure. Mr. Craig Garfinkel. Here he is. Oh, bass player. Thank you. Yeah, man. For sure. Yeah. So you found us. You found the place. I did. Yeah. I did. I've been in this town before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Winchester's yeah. right down the street. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. The Winchester. Yep. The, the many the many venues of Middletown. Sure. From the past. Yep. 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 So what are you doing these days? Tell oh. us what you're doing. Um, playing. playing wise, barely anything. Yeah, sure. Almo- almost nothing. Right. Right. Like all of us. Yeah. You can kind of consider me to be mostly retired as mm-hmm. far as playing goes. You know, as yeah. a lot of us are. Yeah. Right. Where are you ever going to make that hundred dollars ever yeah. again? Yeah. yeah. Or whatever it that, is. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that is, and that's my... You know, I, I generally won't leave the house for less than that, so it keeps me home. Oh, by oh, by the <laughs> way, remind me to hand you your check before you leave here. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, but uh, tell us about how you well, you you have you had have, uh, had have, wow, uh, a long playing career. Yeah, it's been very long. Yeah, just kind of reflecting on this, you know, I'm like, wow. I've uh, I've done a lot. Well, start talking about I'm it. I'm old. Yeah, uh, yeah, tell me about it. I'm old, man. No, we're all old. We're all old. Start talking about it. Okay, so how far <laughs> back do we go musically? I don't know. I mean, do you, do you want to? Um, why don't you talk about maybe the what you feel is the pinnacle of your career, or what we, most people would know oh, you? That hasn't happened yet. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> the pinnacle. I, I like that. Hey, it's happening right now. Yeah, baby. there, there you go. Right. This is it. <laughs> This is it. Then let's talk about this. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, where, when were you most visible so that people could kind of understand? Where most people, people around here would know me from Street Temperature, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Right on. That was, you know. Yep. From 1987 to 91 in the first incarnation. And then wow. 95 to 97-ish, something like that. Wow. In the last I always thought it was earlier than that, but no, huh? Oh, no. Street temperature goes way back. Uh-huh. But I'm, I'm not. I was actually bassist number three. Okay. Okay. So when you say you joined at 87, that's not when the band started. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 78, I believe, right. was. And I was 18. I was in high school still. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing them then. Yeah, and I bet. being very inspired by them. And I was like, they were one of the first group of musicians that I saw locally that were kind of my age. Okay. That were playing their kind of thing, which was jazz. Sure. Fusion. Yep. Kind of stuff. Yeah. That could really play well. Yeah. And I was like, wow, people around here can do that? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. saw them in big. a little, I, I'm from Avon, Connecticut, and I saw them in the Pentangle Pub. Wow. And I don't know where the, that is. And Jeff Pivar was on the gig. Then. Oh, okay. Well, so that was going to be my question is who? It was, um, boy, to the best of my recollection. Well, certainly 
It was Ed Fournier and Tom Cody, sure, co-leaders. Uh, Brian McLaughlin was the bass player, okay, who rolled in very late. Oh boy, <laughs> I, don't, was, I don't think I know him. Which I was almost about ready to go. Hey, you know, I could. Run yeah, I could to do my this. House yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it was Jeff, and I can't remember. I think it was Tommy Dest on drums. Oh wow! And Chip Reed was playing keys at that time. Okay. And he he originally was a drummer. He was the I, my, Michael Risley was the original drummer. Okay. Oh, I left him on my list. Um, oh, you have a list. I have a list. Okay. I brought the only thing I prepared for you. Oh, all right. Well, make sure we get to because let me. you know you being one of my favorite drummers. Oh of boy! All time, I said I have to kind of review all the drummers that I've been lucky enough to play with. Oh boy. Okay. And I got a list. Okay. All right. And it's well, alphabetical and everything. Whoa. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so anyway, but back to street temperature. So I saw that band and I was like, wow, boy, would it be great to be in that? Yeah. Band. Yeah. It took a long time, but. Were you into the, good. that kind of thing? Fusion? Like as yeah, a player, by that you time were getting I was. into there. When I started out and I started, um, well, quick review. Yep. As quick as I can be. Um, I started first musical experience was playing a recorder, like many people, sure. you know, the recorder yep. type yep. deal. Oh yeah. But you actually read some music and mm -hmm. they showed you what the music was on the staff and you know, quarter notes and half notes sure. and whole notes and things like that. And I was like, Oh, this makes I can sense. Kind of do this. And then later when you got to choose an instrument, now I wanted to be a drummer very badly. Really? Yes. Why? It's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. And just, yeah. The Beatles, yep. What you know was I was sure four years old when they mm -hmm. came here, but uh, still I loved the Beatles and everything. Yep. And, but I could hear the drums the most, and I thought Ringo was cool. Yep. And I was like, I want to be a drummer. Sure. And my mother said, No way. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not bringing drums. That's funny. Into this house. That's funny. And I was like, Okay, so what do I do? Yeah, yeah. And it was banned kind of stuff. And I said, well, what's the next coolest thing? And the band is trumpet. Oh, right. Okay. So I said, yep. all right, I'll play trumpet. Sure. Terrible trumpet player. So they Lousy. want a trump. So a trumpet in the house is trumpet okay. Trumpet in the house is okay. <laughs> <laughs> drums were, uh, oh, believe me. Yeah. I made them pay. They me. were begging for drums. Yeah. Were, when, <laughs> when I had full bands in the basement yeah, rehearsing, they, yeah, you know, it was like the drums came in anyway. Yeah. But it yeah, really right, right, was right. very good because I would not, I would have been an okay. It's like drummer. your parents are like the Grand Ole Opry, like no drums, no yes, drums allowed, no drums. no drums in the house, nothing. Forget <laughs> it. So, uh, and then I, I played trumpet. And I wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, way at the end of the third trumpets and just kind of hanging there. Oh well. And one day, uh, middle school band director said, "Who wants to play baritone horn?" And for some reason, I have no idea why. Your hand went, went up. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I'm the guy. And Crazy. I could play it. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out just to be an embouchure thing. Like, trumpet. Oh, but it go figure. fit me. Yeah. And I could play it. Hey, that's kind of cool. I could make a great sound. And I was like, oh, I can play this thing. And I started taking lessons and then it, you know, maybe hear lower end stuff. And my band director at the time, Ron Theriault, Mr. Now T, you're reading bass Mr. Clap, T. So, no, so. Tre treble clap because I was a trumpet player. Oh, okay. So baritone horn is still treble clap. It can be. Okay. It's both. Yeah, all right. Well, they uh, because it would it was yeah, often yeah, a thing yeah. that the terrible trumpet player would play baritone horn. Oh. Um, so I started out with that on in treble clef. Sure. But my band director, Ron Theriault, was a great trombone player and a bass player. 
There you go. And he would come in and play bass every once in a while. And I was like, okay. That thing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, now I can hear this. And I'm listening to bass now with all the music that I could hear. And I said, I want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the it's school, close to drums. You're still in the you know rhythm it, section. There. It's my way into an actual band. Right. Because right. you're not playing trumpet in the band. Sure. You're not playing baritone horn in the band. Not either. playing recorder. No, not playing recorder. <laughs> None of that stuff. So, and the school had an upright bass, and Mr. T gave me one lesson. Wow. On the upright. And showed me bass clef, and this is where you go, and this sure. is the positions, and do this. And I bought a I bought Carol Kay's electric bass book, and I bought a bass. Nice. That was the last An lesson. electric. That was the last lesson I had until I went to college. Wow. Wow. And but it just then that's when I started and it's probably the same thing for you. Any musician that plays in a band, the epiphany moment, the thing is is how do you learn to play? You listen to records. Sure. And you play what you hear on the record. Yep. And the first time you play the tune, yeah. Correct. Oh yeah. All the way through. All the way through. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and then, I, and then I you totally then you see what you can do. Yep. Can I play this? Mm-hmm. And then you listen to something. Yeah, let me like, try this. I'll never be able to play that. Yeah, yeah. And then you hunker down. Yep. Yep. And you get it under your fingers. Dude, I'm doing it right now with the dulcimer. I, I'm starting all over. Same thing. I'll never be able to get from this chord to that chord. It, but isn't it great? Doesn't matter how old you are. Yep. Once you can make a sound, and that's the key. Yeah, yeah. The thing about baritone horn that was very important in my bass playing was that that was then I started to study classically. Okay. And you're forced to really focus on your tone. Okay. What kind of a sound are you making? Mm. And in rock music, especially in all kinds of music, you can just whack at the thing. Sure. And you're maybe not really making a great sound. But I always focused on, I need to make a great sound. Gotcha. So, so that's translated to. Yeah. So translated to bass word. very well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I studied all, I went to Julie's Hart School of Music. I was all, <clears throat> by the time I was a senior in high school, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to Hart and study baritone horn. Sure. Then I realized, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, who has a gig playing baritone horn? There's like one guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just no way. Yeah. yeah. And besides, you know, girls don't dig the baritone horn. Well, girls don't dig one girl either, does. All yeah. you need is one girl, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And uh, but then I was really getting into being in bands and high school bands. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. And I said, all right. And then I heard about this place, Berkeley College of Music, and I said, well, let me see if I can go there. And I did. For and baritone horn. No, for yeah. bass. So this now, is when you were like, yeah. okay. I was like, forget this baritone yeah, yeah, horn yeah. stuff. There's no future. Can in you that. play it at all? Now I yeah. haven't touched it wow. in 40 years. Oh, wow, wow. Like a John Atwistle scenario. Like he could give, give me a month that. and maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wow. But uh, So Berkeley for bass. Berkeley, you, you, you Berkeley like, for bass. Well, the, the first real band I was ever in, uh, I was a, a senior in high school. It's a band called Sweet Talker. And I think I heard you talk about this too. And I, and I was really fortunate in that I was the youngest guy in the band. Yep. All the other players were really good players yep. and really good singers, mm. which is really important. Mm. And the lead guitar player actually went to Berkeley. Okay. And he came out with the skills of being able to write charts. Mm-hmm. 
So what was really cool about that band was, first of all, it was very professional. Yep. So I learned that from the get-go. Show up on time. Show up. Rehearse. Yep. Have a blast, but everything is being done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to a high level. Yeah. And Might as well. Yeah, and everybody's older than me, and I'm yep. the kid. And yeah, and you got to keep up. Yeah. It's the best way to do it. Be the worst guy in the band. Yep. That's yep. that's yep. where you're in your best spot. Yep. I believe that. Yep. I believe that for sure. If you're if you're there and everybody else is better than you, mm-hmm. it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's how I started too. Yep. Yeah. If you're the best guy, then nowhere to go. Yep. And I'm the guitar player from that band is still my closest friend. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, who is he? Matt Townsend. Wow, I don't know. He has, I don't think even after Sweet Talker, he did very much with his musical career, but okay. great singer. Oh, wow. Awesome singer. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And Do you uh, sing? No. Okay. Is everybody a great it's, singer? It, it's what I regret. Oh. Because you know what? Everybody can sing. I Everyone who's a musician can sing. Yeah, I guess, right? You just have to work at it. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. That was... Yeah. One of the problems with me. Well, whatever. Whenever I try to sing and sing harmony, I'm I sing somebody else's part with them. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, hear you. I'm I not. said, no, no, no. Let me stick to the bass stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yep. So off you go to Berkeley. Off I go to Berkeley. I was there for a minute. Um, right. well, a year. Yeah. And that happens. I went to school with a lot of really great players, but I made a tragic Uh-oh. error. Oh. Of judgment, which I didn't realize at the time, I was still in the band Sweet Talker, and we were playing every weekend. So I got on the bus on Friday, came back to Hartford, played two or three gigs on the weekend, went back to school. Sure. Which wasn't a good idea because I didn't get to hang with all the other players that were there. In Berkeley? At Berkeley. Oh, I got you. So the way that Berkeley worked at the time, and I think it still kind of does, is you go in... And, you know, I was a good player, but I didn't read super well. I didn't, as far as bass goes, yep. or know the traditional jazz stuff. Sure. So you don't audition to get into Berkeley, at least you didn't at the time, which was kind of wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I got in, and they audition you when you get there. Oh. And then they had a three-number system from zero to nine, and it was reading... Um, Three skill levels, soloing, probably comping, and yeah, you know, yeah. for bass it was a little bit more, yeah. a little different. And they would, they did the thing like, says, well, we're going to just start you off as a triple zero, and wow. we'll see where you are at yeah, the end yeah, of the semester. Yeah. yeah, sure. But your levels got you into the ensembles. Right. And there were a lot of people so if showing you didn't, up at if Berkeley. if you didn't get like a five or whatever. A five. Yeah, you weren't. Right. By time I left, I don't even remember what I was. And then they audition you at the other one. I think I got up to a triple seven or something. But it was, at that time, I was delusioned by the whole scene anyway. Because if you don't show up at Berkeley, at least at the time, being a monster, you're not. Right. They're not going to give you time to get there. Yeah. So there were a lot of, and since. And you don't feel that you were a monster at that time? No, I wasn't yet. Oh, wow. I wasn't yet. I I wasn't able to. Do you and think you could have become that monster if you stayed oh, yeah. there? Okay. Well, no, not not necessarily staying there. It's it, what I learned about school. Yeah. Because it then became the same thing when I went to University of Miami is where I transferred to the n- next one. Okay. So Berkeley was like a big factory. Everybody got in. Yep. There were 3,000 students. Yep. 200 people graduate. 
Oh, okay. That's the deal. But if you're a player. Your son graduated, didn't he? Dave Jr. graduated. Yep. His son gra- actually graduated. It changed awesome. later when people started getting into pro- recording, production, film scoring, all kinds of heavy stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was there, it was mostly a performance school. Right. So, so people just go there to get their experience somewhat and then drop people, out. people, get a gig and go. Yeah, yeah. So the monsters were there for a short time. You know, one of the guys on my floor was Steve Vai. Mm. So, you know, uh, I went to school with Victor Bailey, um, Stu Ham. Uh, wow. Uh, Tommy Campbell, Cindy yeah. Blackman. Wow. Cindy who yeah. was from here in Bloomfield. Yeah, sure. I knew her sister Tracy very well. Wow. Um, so all these great players are there. Yeah. And, but they're just like just me. passing through. Passing through. Yeah. And so my... Who'd you study with? Who were some of the teachers you can remember? Oh, I didn't God. mean to interrupt. I can't even remember the name of my base teacher. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. Don't. I don't want to throw you off. I Good. just... Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um... But those were my first lessons, and it was like he wasn't very enthusiastic. I remember that about just doing the gig. And uh, but I met one of my best friends, great guitar player Derek Day, and he was equally as disillusioned with the whole Berkeley system, Berkeley thing. And so we said, "Hey, you know, University of Miami, that sounds really good." Yeah. And which was another of the you know the big schools were Berkeley, University of Miami. North Texas State. Sure. Those are pretty much the big yeah. three. Yep. Yeah, Texas is big for drummers, too. Yeah. And they all have their strengths and disciplines yep. and things yep. like that. Well, University of Miami, we had to audition. Oh, boy. Much smaller. Yep. So I said, great. Audition. Got in. We got down there. But it was kind of... Did you pass the audition because of Berkeley, you think, or no? No. Nah, you were just, just getting more serious. Just the progression of gotcha. playing, okay. of being able to play. Yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, but it was kind of the same thing on a smaller scale. And what I found out there is the number one band, which was a smoking big band. Sure. I I play bass. There's one bass player. Right, right. Yeah. My teacher was the bass player in the number one band. Oh boy. Because he was a, he was a great bass player named Roy, Roy Vogt. He's a Nashville guy. Okay. Super, super guy too. But you weren't getting that gig. (laughs) Heck no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Um, not that I necessarily wanted it, but it was, you know, wasn't gonna wasn't gonna happen right so all the big band there they were all graduate students and they were coming out of like Mater Ferguson's band and and all the big bands of the mm-hmm. time so on the positive side great players smaller I had some really good teachers I got to see Jaco Pastorius and sit at his feet that's what I was gonna say Miami he Jaco must have yep. been on there and that's a, that's a story in itself mm. and but there I last it was a semester Oh boy! And then, it, then a bunch of and I just decided I, I'm wasting yeah yeah my parents' money yeah yeah I just need to get out and play sure and that's what I did so yeah. I left cool oh well that happens yeah I mean you found out so it's an education yeah. one way or the other right if you're gonna be a player and if all you're gonna do is perform and all you want to do is perform if you're gonna spend money on it find a great private teacher okay. And spend all your money on that. Right, rather than... And the rest of it, just play. Sure. Just do gigs. Yeah, why not? All of the greatest players we know. Right, right, yeah. Sure. How many of them have a degree? Right, I don't know. Not many. A few. Yeah, or they, like you, they passed through, they got some stuff, yeah. they met some people, they got some things going on. And then you just kind of find out where you can go. Yeah, yeah. 
So you came back to Hartford. So I came, well, I actually went to Chicago for a minute. Oh boy. With another guitar player friend of mine. Uh, and we started a little band, but that was bad timing. I was at that time, they had just raised the drinking age to 21. Okay. And I was 20. Uh, oh boy. So we couldn't like get into yeah, the yeah. clubs yeah, like you we just wanted to. It. Yeah. And I just got a job somewhere and we were doing, I said, nah, I'm going home. Yeah. Went home, got into bands and the rest was. That's cool. Never what really was going on there. around here when you, what, when did you come back here? What year was it? It was 1980. Okay. So what maybe 81, on? I was, and then I got into uh, another band called Word of Mouth. Uh, really good friend of mine, uh, Paul DeMeo. Okay. Uh, Eric Ambrosino was in that band. David Toms. Uh, Randy Plude, great keyboard player who I played with in Sweet Talker. Okay. Eventually joined that band. Joe Gaudette. Uh, another good band, good singers, good players. Mm. Had a lot of fun. Did a whole bunch of gigs. We were kind of like... Moving up to, you know, maybe we were like the B plus level of yeah. club bands. Yeah. And that eventually kind of, you know, went its course. Sure. I went into a couple of other bands. Paul DeMeo got the gig in Street Temperature. Oh, uh, and that's the door opens. And that's where the door, another door opens. Yeah, sure. And it's kind of funny because, uh, well, you, you've had Christine Ullman on. Yeah. Now, She'll she will be here won't, next week, she theoretically won't, again. She won't remember me. Okay. At all, I'm sure. Okay. But I went down to Trot Nozzle. Yep. And I auditioned for Rebel Montez. Sure. Got the gig. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. And I was really excited about it because after doing all this kind of jazz and fusion mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. I really started out as a rock player. Sure. Yeah. You know, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. That was my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I went John down. Paul and, Jones plays a recorder. John Paul Jones plays a lot of things. John yeah, Paul Jones, the Lemon song changed my yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yep. Yep, That's, I hear you. As an influence that, when I heard that bass solo on the Lemon Song, yeah, I was yeah. like... Sure, yeah, he never stops. Oh, you can do yeah. that with this instrument. Oh, yeah. And this yeah. was pre-Jocko and all yep. that stuff. Yeah, that leads you back to Jamerson, probably. That Jamerson, yeah. who was a huge influence, and I never sure. knew his name until sure. much later. Yeah, like nobody, everybody else. Nobody did, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like all that Motown stuff, and it's kind of funny. Oh, the best advice I ever got I'm ready. From, from came from a guitar player. And he said... If you want to learn how to be funky, mm -hmm. learn What is Hip by Tower of Power. Sure. And I went, okay. Never, had never heard of them. This has got to be 1974. Well. So they were pretty brand yeah, new. Yeah, yep, that was like. I was 14 years old. Yeah, that was, uh, I don't I don't want to, I'm not an expert. We'll have to yeah. Google it. But that was like their third album or second or third. Second album, I think. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And. When I got that under my fingers, yeah, sure. To I was like, okay, I think I can kind of do this. A yeah, little. yeah. You just graduated Berkeley just and he, now, and he yeah. was right. Like, yeah, and he was right. It's yeah, like yeah. Everything was in there, mm -hmm. and that's that's where you really learn. Well, the same goes for Garibaldi. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do that, that's if you can play your yep. like you say, play your way down that. Yeah, you just learned a whole bunch of stuff. And years oh, later, I actually got a chance to meet Rocco a couple of times cool. and got a chance to play. He did a clinic with Herman Matthews. Oh, I, I loved Herman. I really liked Herman with them. I mean, I loved, obviously, but I liked Herman. He did something he was, special with them. He that was great. Yeah. And they did a clinic. and uh, In Manchester? In Manchester. I was there. At, yeah. Ch at Cheney Hall. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. It, it was me and Matt Ziner. Okay. Yeah. And I might not have known you guys yet. Uh, so I oh, didn't. Oh, you know, quite. and I didn't, I didn't, he's not on my list. Tony Leone. 
Was yeah. Remember Tony? I know the name. I probably do know him. I'd have to think Monster, about it. monster player. Okay. Monster player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he's made a, a good career. Oh, good. And uh, we just, it was a total throw together trio. Mm. We're just going to play some stuff. Sure. And that's what we did. But we got to open for those guys yeah. and hang out with them later. Yeah. And I remember, you probably remember part of the clinic when somebody had asked them, well, how do you, what's the groove all about? Yeah, yeah. And what do you like about each other's playing? And Rocco said about Herman, he knows where the huckabuck is. Yep. I remember, I remember that. that. Yeah, I do. And I do. Yeah. Most people won't know what that means, but you and I know what that means. Tell me what it means. It means. It's, it's there's it, a it, swag. There's a swag. Yeah. There's, there's a swing. Huckabuck. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know where it is, yep. and you collectively know where it is. Sure, that's what groove is all about. Yeah, that's yeah. why I love playing with you. Oh boy. Okay. Well, well, we were can both I, there. Can, we, can, we're, I, can we're I tell both a quick this. story about you? Sure. Can we talk about I'll you? Tell a long story about me. That's fine. All right. So <laughs> the I, the first time I ever got to play with you, I don't remember the real circumstances behind it, but I do remember this part. So we're we're getting ready to play, and we're getting ready to go. Yeah. Count off the tune. There we go. We start playing, and I was like, oh, my God. And I turned around and had to turn my bass amp down. You had to turn it down? Yeah. Why? Because you play nice and quiet. I do? You do? Wow, I never heard anybody say that before. You play, you know, and, wow. but that's what it called for. Yeah, I probably just read the room. Yeah, and it was just like boom, boom, boom. Wow. And I was like, oh. Oh. And then I, but wow. then I was like, this is going to be good. Well, that's cool. I don't remember. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be that. I don't want to. Well, I'm sure I was well, the loud guy. As a I probably player, figured it out. Listen, you know, and you know too. When I'm sure when you play with bass players. Yep. When you play with somebody, you know, new, you know, in two yeah. minutes. Yeah. Sure. How your night's gonna go? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. we had good nights. We didn't have enough of them, but I always knew, yeah. like, okay, this guy. Yep. There's great, there's a couple great. of things that I remember about. Oh yeah. All right. So there's another one, and I I meant to say now. This might not have been you, but I think it was. Okay. It is in my mind. I can't guarantee you because I don't remember a lot. It was at the Hungry Tiger. Okay. And it was a PVAR gig. Could be. Sure. <clears throat> and Lavolsi was the bass player. Okay. Yep. Off and happened. One of my favorite bass Sure. Our favorite bass yep. players Another of all one. time. Yeah. Loved there's, there's David so Lavolsi. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's like, he changed a lot with yeah, oh, yeah. what I did too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, he, just, he just swaggers and plays. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got chops for days, yeah. everything for days. Yeah, but he'll he, just lay in the car. And he knows not to use them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Dave's great. So, uh, and he said, do you want to sit in? And I did. And Zyner's on the gig. Okay. And it must have been you. Yeah, probably. And now. It was either me or Rob, so. for Right, and I, it, I don't think it was Rob. Okay. But it could have been. Yeah. Um, but. And musicians know this, and everybody knows this. Musicians always say, you know, I don't ever want to play Mustang Sally. Yeah, yeah. No Mustang Sally. Yeah, yeah. No, we're sick And to that. me, that's always like, that's BS. Man, uh, you you got to be able to groove on anything. Sure. And the call was Mustang Sally. Oh, really? Okay. And uh-uh. we played it. And it. I remember it to this day, how wide and cool that groove was. Well, and it yeah. built from here to here to there, and it's Mustang Sally. Yep. Well, that might have that must have been me because I'll tell you quickly my theory about that. Yep. And I used to. So, for people who don't know, uh, 
bar band musicians such as ourselves because uh, there was a certain period where I think people learned Mustang Sally from the Commitments movie. Yeah, or whatever. It, and, and it made the rounds, and every band played it, so then when everybody would expect to hear that song from every band, and it just became yep. a bar band standard. And I think over the years, as many of us do, you become bored with it, and you cre- you turn it into something that it isn't. It right. turns into a funk number, yep. or this or that, because you got to get through it. And I wouldn't say that I'm an R&B expert, but my parents are into R&B. And the original, I believe... I mean, that's, it's either Al Jackson Jr. or it's Roger Hawkins. It's, it's either Muscle Show. I don't yeah. quite remember. But if you go back and listen to the original, it's the tempo is, it's really socked in. Yeah. And, and nobody's ridiculous. And I used to, yeah. I, yeah. And I would be like, um, would kind of tell people that I would play with, I would be like, if we're going to play Mustang Sally, though, I, and I don't do this often, I go, let me play it. Because if we're going to do it, if you do it right, it actually works. Right. But you got to do it right. Mm-hmm. You can't just kind of blast your way through it. Let me kind of dig into it. So that's probably what I did. Because yep. my thing was like, if you're going to do Mustang Sally and you do it right, it's actually really good. But there was... Anything that you play. Yeah. If, if you do it right. Especially when it comes to those old... The, well, I shouldn't say old, but the original R&B guys. Yeah. I mean, they knew... Well, also, doing it right is pretty up, pretty much up to you and me. Yeah. Right, right, getting the right tempo yeah. and just, like, digging in. And yeah. as a bass player, you know, my philosophy is always, listen, you, my number one job is to make everybody else sound great. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Is yep. don't play stuff that's not supposed to be there. Right. And the number one thing, too, is... And you'll is, get your moment. You know, we all get our moments. Sure. You know? but I'm kind of with you. Bass solo, I don't, I don't want a bass solo. Right, but, I mean, you yeah. you know, you might have a, a moment where you can kind and of... That's okay, yeah. Uh and I and I try to do that, and and just like any other good soloist, I try to tell a story when yeah. you do something like that. But um, it's all about to me, it's the groove, and it's yeah. making giving the support and making everybody else sound really good. And the really important thing is to listen to the singer. Yep, you know because you yep. can't. Yep, do not play over the singer. No. Yep, I agree. I, I learned, that's what I learned. And from listen the to the older, words too. Right, yeah. exactly. That's what I learned from the older guys I played with was a singer was always like, watch me, watch me. So I learned to watch singers and you know, if the tempo is wrong, you watch their body language. If they're not getting enough breath, then yep. you pull that tempo back or whatever you need to do. And I learned to be glued to the singer. Yeah. So. And playing with, and playing with horn players too is kind right. of the same thing. We're supposed to, that's what we're supposed to do because yeah. Sure. And, and also. I'm sure you thought of this too, is, you know, you can play to impress other drummers or other bass players, but they're not going to give you the gig. The singer is the one that's going to get. That's right. And and many, not all, but, you know, a lot of singers, they're just like, that's, they want me to play with them because I got their back. Yeah. So I get the gig. Well, and, and also if, if there's other really great bass players and drummers, they're not there. They're right. on a gig. That's true. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You know. That's true. Yeah. You so, can, you can and just trying to impress people. Um, well, we all want to be impressive to some degree. Yeah, and it's great. And when someone comes up to you and says, wow, you know, like you really played great, that that feels really good. Yeah. But it doesn't feel as good as when you're on stage yeah. and you get the look from somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, someone yeah. that turns we're around and looks it. at you and goes like, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. That was cool. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There's a great uh, quote from Jocko that... Uh, 
he said, uh, cleverness is no substitute for total awareness. And coming mm. from a guy who's a player like Jocko, who people would say, sure, well, you're yeah, all they, over the place. They have it backwards. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. he's not being clever. He hears. And that's the thing, too, is that, you know, and I'm sure you agree with this. And I've heard you say, and I think this is so great as a drummer, you, you consider yourself an accompanist. Well, I am. That's right. the nature of the instrument. I mean, and so, it, but guess what? So is everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, you can't just focus on, and you can tell you've been on these gigs. I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. When there's somebody who ain't listening to yeah, yeah. anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Everybody needs to listen to everybody else. Yeah, no, that is for sure. That's that's when you know you're in a really good position. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens not often enough. Yeah, I, I guess, or maybe, but yeah. Yep. No, it is. It is true. Well, maybe we can move in. The one thing that I did to prepare for this is I thought about because I said, well, you know, you're a great drummer that I've gotten a chance to play with. And I think that the the thing that I'm most blessed with, if you can call this a career. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. um, Is how many great drummers I've had an opportunity to play with. And I wrote down a list. And it's long. Oh, go ahead. And it's well, we're at the halfway mark. So and I'm good. gonna you forget somebody. I'm sorry. Ah, I'm gonna, and maybe it. you can even point him out. And I'm gonna I'm gonna forget somebody. Okay. But here we go. Ready? Well, I don't know everyone you know, but go ahead. Scott Allshouse. Sure. Jimmy Arnold. Oh, absolutely. Jeff Brown. Yep. Bill Carbone. Yep. Kevin Chenard. Don't know him. Paul Chenard, who is his cousin, who I went to high school with. Great drummer. John Corvo. Yeah. yeah. Tom Dest. Artie Dixon. Yep. Tim Engel. Oh, yeah. Remember Tim? Tim was He reached great. out to me o- over the... Yeah, great player. He was in street temperature for a minute. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, he was great. Um, Frank Jaguar, yep. of course, my longtime sure. uh, battery mate. Uh, Rob Gottfried. Oh, yeah. Danny Gottlieb. Yeah. David Henry. Yep. Doug LaChapelle. Yep. Dennis LaDuke. Don't know him. Billy... He was in Sweet Talker, my first band. Okay. Great drummer. Billy Latang, S- Springfield guy. Okay. Awesome player. Real pocket. Yeah. Uh, Mark Manzik. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 Mark, yeah, 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 yeah. Mark came into, yep. oh, we got to talk about Mystery Feet because you named that band. Okay. Uh, Ricky Marshall. Oh, yeah. Joe Mazza. Oh, yeah. Love Joe. Yeah. Uh, Floyd Murphy. Oh, yeah. One of the yeah. Yeah. all-time great yep. groove players. Yep. Uh, Merrick Alasiak, another high school buddy of mine. Okay. Great drummer. Uh, Dexter Petaway. Yep. Oh, Tom, yeah. Tom Puorick. Don't know him. Leave You Pop. Oh, yeah. Joel Rosenblatt. Oh, yeah. Gary Stevens. Oh, uh, yeah. Or Eight to the Bar alumni. Your yep. predecessor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or one of your predecessors. Yep. David Toms, who was in an early band of mine. Sure. And Lenny White. Oh, wow. So that's. Yeah. I've been That's pretty blessed. damn good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot how, of great players. You know, how can I complain? Yeah. Playing with cats like that. Well, all right. So that's what I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not like this. I don't know. But. We always feel that in Connecticut, oh, we're just Connecticut guys. You know, we never went to New York. We never went to L.A. or whatever. There's a lot of no. freaking great players around here. I feel the same way that I'm like, when you when you really think about it, you're yeah. like, I've played with great, great players around here. And I mean, I have ears. I don't know. Maybe maybe we would find if we went to Nashville or we went, that we wouldn't be as good as we think we are with but I'm just like, but for real? Well, but here's There's the a thing. There's a lot of Matt Ziner and, and, and Jim Chapdelaine. I mean, absolutely. the list goes on and on. Bill Holloman. God. Who's played with everybody. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, but the thing is, is that, and all these guys Christine. will tell you, I'm sure, you know, Cooch. I mean, yeah. who's more recorded than Danny Korchmar? 
not a lot. Right. And I'm sure he'll tell you, and all of those nice guys will tell you. Yeah. yeah, all of those guys will tell you is that there's a million guys that play as well as they do. Mm-hmm. But it's a question of perseverance. The huckabuck. The huckabuck. <laughs> and there's a lot of being in the right place at the right time. That is true. And you have to put yourself there. That's the thing that I never did. I didn't get... Well, me neither. I didn't go to L.A. I right. didn't go to New York. And I didn't go to Nashville. Well, me neither. But guess what? what yeah, we're happy. We played, we played a lot of great music. Well, you know, I mean, that's 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 kind of that's how that goes. And there's stuff on recordings, and we can point to stuff and go. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, me. I I I feel like I mean I would have done more. I would, but I felt satisfied. I think you know I don't want to say towards the end. It's not like I'm never gonna. But I mean, you know, I felt like by the time. I got to, you know, to Jeff Pivar and and Danny Cooch. I was just kind of like, I think I'm the player that I wanted to be. I think I kind of yeah. proved to myself. And I go, if this continues, it's cool, it's gravy. But I'm like, all right. Yep. And then, then you look back and you go, you, Matt Ziner, Jim Oblon, who oh, I played yeah. with as a drummer. Then you just go, you know what? I've played with. I mean, maybe there's people that we could play with that would be complete. But I don't know, man. Those guys are... That's a real, I think it's right, so, as real as it so gets. Quick, I have ears. I mean, we I were talking about you being a teacher. Yeah. So, a quick story about Jim Oblon. So yeah, yeah. Frank Jaguar. He's from, we're, me and Jim are hometown. Oh, both really? From Wallingford grew up with him. Yeah. Really? I was the best drummer in Wallingford before he showed up. Yeah. And then and it was then, over for me. <laughs> <laughs> now, the oh, thing is, is that, you know, I got the first time I, I played with him, but he was playing guitar. Oh, yeah. Sh- yeah. So Crazy. forget about it. I mean, yeah, talk yeah. about an alien. Yeah, but yeah, no, there's there's no, he's, but he's so on a list of one. So you're a teacher, Frank Jaguar, long, long-time teacher, sure. always had a million students, yep. and Jim Oblon studied with Frank. Sure. And one of Frank's things, and we used to play it in, in Street Temperature, is late in the evening. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paul Simon. Sure. So the coolest thing ever is that Jim Oblon gets the gig with Paul Simon. Imagine that. And he sends Frank a little video and goes like, Hey, how cool is this? Yeah. Me playing late in the evening that you taught me with Paul Simon. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Right. And and then Frank's gotta be like, okay, I, you know, this yeah. is I did something. Yeah. 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 That's hey, crazy. You, you make it all that's kinds crazy. of ways, you know? Yeah, yeah. And again, well, when you pull amazing. it back, and sure, what I have loved to have, you know. The one thing that I think I, I regret is not doing a full-on bus tour. Oh. Well, yeah, gonna... and people that have done a million of them go like, oh, you're not missing a whole lot. But Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But not. Yeah, We're, but that's, then? you know, and would it be nice to have, you know, but famous. It just is, it's so much better to just play great music with great yep. players. I bet you all those players would tell you the same thing too. Yep. I mean, that's kind of what Danny would, would say to me. He was just like, you know, you could play great. Do you want to live on a bus nine months out of the year? Yeah. Like what's your wife going to do when you're away? Like, well, you're okay, it, you know, it, if you can piece it together, you're, yeah. you can kind of have it all. And here's the thing though. Danny Korchmar has a band with Tim McDonald. Yeah, right. Also one of my best friends. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. what an amazing Yeah, and he, another one. It, yeah. We're, Ed Corvo. Yeah. Oh, we, 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 we have to get into the Corvo thing. Uh, one of my favorite bass players and Ed and I worked together in our day gig. Oh boy. So I just, and I said, I realized this, that um, I have spent more time with Eddie Corvo than 
anybody who's ever played with him in a gig ever. God bless you. Yeah, because it's 40 hours a week wow. and I've been there for 13 years. Holy cow. So that, that opens I can't, up a whole other thing. I'm just saying this because that's amazing because I can't spend more than five minutes without Eddie without wanting to wrap my hands around his neck. Now, I'm kidding. I'm now, kidding, of course. But I'm have that be repetitive like all day long. I love him to death. Oh, he's of course. Great. No, Eddie's he's greatest. He's just the best. Eddie's yeah, and, a great bass player and a oh, great singer. He's a great, yeah. No, he's a great bass player. I, I love Eddie. I mean, I I, I love Eddie. Yeah. Um, and, that, and John Corvo band, is one of my favorite drummers ever. Me too. Always has been. Always. Me too. Yeah, John Corvo's. And, but that band with Danny Korchmar, the McDonald Korchmar band. Yeah. And, you know, he wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you guys whatever. couldn't hang. We don't have to talk about us, but yeah. Sure we do. I, well. Why not? Ah, whatever. But yeah, I, I do. I appreciate it. And I was proud. Yeah. I actually was proud that I was like, hey, how about this? You know, these are yeah. our, our, our hometown guys that we knew we we like we made it happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I was happy with that. That was a great band. Yeah. And Thank then, uh, well, let's get let's get back to talking about me. Yeah, yeah, um, please. So well, then after Street Temperature, I've been in a bunch of other bands, but the other so what was really? it like? You stepped into st street temperature. You must have been like, whoa, oh, I, I made it. Wait, I got, I a, I got a story it. about that. Okay. So I got the gig and Eddie Fournier, okay. if you remember Ed, Kinda. no longer with us, passed okay. away, lifetime struggles with drugs and alcohol. Sure. But one of the greatest musicians, especially the greatest improvisers I've ever worked with ever. What did he play? Flute. Okay. Of all things. Okay. Flute and only flute. Wow. In a pretty loud, big band. Wow. And he crushed it. Wow. Just an amazing player. Yeah, yeah. And all around great guy, loved Eddie to death. So, but when I got in the band, uh, the band had just gotten back from a three-week stint in St. Croix. Oh, yeah. Sure. And they had a lot of fun. Sure. And Eddie had the most fun. Oh, boy. And when he came back, he had to go to the hospital for a little while. Sure. So I got in the band, did a couple of rehearsals in my first gig was at the 880 club which is awesome place right ground zero ground for that zero kind of thing. for that uh house gig every friday night and uh but eddie wasn't back yet sure so i'd done a few gigs sunday twain's on the river in east hartford okay eddie and i literally meet on the bandstand yeah, yeah because yeah. we're ready to hit eddie walks in at the last second yeah stands there kind of looks at me who's this who's this yeah and starts to we start to play the gig. And we're playing the gig and we're playing and all that kind of stuff. And it was one of those moments where I don't know what we were doing, but we're we're cooking along and Eddie looks at me with the look of like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Oh. Here we go. Here this is gonna be good. Yeah. And that that just meant the world yeah. to me. I made it. I was like, Yeah, that, man. That was my okay. Yeah. Now I'm in the band that P Var was in and all these guys and you know. And yep. I guess, and I guess I'm going to be able to stay. And how long did you stay? Four years. That's in cool. that incarnation. Yeah, yeah. And then later on, it became a smaller. Who was on Eagle. drums at that time? Frank Jaguar. Okay. Yeah, Frank. So there you go. Yeah, Frank was the drummer for most of the time. He left before okay. I did, and there were uh, Tim Engel. Yep. And there was another guy who was from UConn. It was real, uh, Ricky Marshall. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he was on my list, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And. Uh, yeah, and then later on, uh, on guitar was Frank Farella. Oh, okay. So yeah. now we can yeah, get to yeah, Mystery yeah. Feet. Yeah, okay. Oh, but also at the same time when I was in, in uh, Street Temperature, the Bill Holloman Quartet 
oh. was me, Frank Jaguar, uh, Bill, yep. and Joe Grieco. The, oh, the nicest man in show business. Out. Yeah. What a great player. Yeah. And we had this little fusion band, and it was awesome. We were every Wednesday night at the 880 Club. Oh, boy. So for, for quite a long time. That was a great band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, but fast forward a little longer. So the last incarnation of Street Temperature as an R&B group, yep. uh, Matt Ziner oh, yeah, was right. a keyboard player. Right. So that led to, years later, the Matt Ziner band. Oh, right. Which I have to say, now I've played with a lot of great players. Yeah. And in quite a few really, really good bands. Yeah. That was the best band I was ever in. Really? Mm-hmm. So just it, all out. You, Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown, Mike Bradley. Right. Billy McGough. Billy, yep. And uh, Matt. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was wow. mostly original. Yeah. And it was like. Yeah, that's pretty hot. Yeah, we used to look around and go like, geez. Yeah, this, this is, is as good as it gets. This is really good. And then yeah. we started going all up and down the <clears throat> East Coast and mm-hmm. playing for nothing. Sure. Having a great time. Yeah. Having too good a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and that went its course. Sure. You know, but, yeah. but that, was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And there's a, and there's a, there's a live recording from Sully's. Right. Yep. To document that. I whole remember stuff. that. That, if any. I was probably there. Get it, yeah, you probably were. Yeah. And if anybody can get a hold of that, that was like our third gig. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, mem- I remember that was a kills. big deal. Yeah, you guys yeah. were killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, okay. Then my career just. Well, hey, man. Hey, hey we've all done it all. I mean, I've even been in wedding bands. Yeah. You know, yeah, we've all me, done that. Me too. Yeah, of course. I wore a tux for a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it, even when I wasn't playing. Like, I literally wore a tux. I <laughs> slept in it. I, I wore a tux for a year and, and a half. half. Can you imagine? When I was That's done, scary. the tux could do the gig all by itself <laughs> after a year and a half. Uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, yeah, so it's been a jumble, but there, well, that's all right. I mean, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about you know. I mean, it it is what it is. But I mean, you know, we do it when we're young. Yeah. When we ha- when we have enough energy to spare, to do it's, it it's to kinda, do it that better, hard. It's better to just talk about music to me. Yeah. Right. I mean, in, that's in, in the end, yeah. as you know, rhythm section mm-hmm. partners. Yep. You know. Yep. As Jocko said, you know, women, children, and the rhythm section first. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what the, the flute players. Sorry, are, we're the important guys. What are you yeah. going to do if we don't show up? Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> what yeah. are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Um, all right, I don't want to. We got about fifteen minutes, so okay. save some room for the questions at the end. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. However, um, yes. Before we get there, um, is there anything else that you want to kind of? Uh, that we want to get in before we forget. Oh, probably, but at this point. Well, Mystery Feet, talk about oh, mis- that. Okay, so you named that band. Yeah, which you told me, but I don't remember. You don't remember. So we were on a gig, again, I don't remember what gig it was, sure. but we were on a gig, and I was suffering from what turned out to be plantar fasciitis. Okay. And I just had a, not a very good physician at the time who sure. didn't misdiagnose it, whatever, and I'm walking oh, wow. on a cane. Oh, wow. And it would go from one foot to the other, and I, and when I showed up at the cane, you were like, what's, what's up with that? Oh, really? And I said, well, I don't, we don't really know what it is. Yeah, I just yeah, have yeah. this horrible pain in my feet and it goes from this foot to yeah, the other yeah, and everything. Yeah. And he said, oh, you have mystery feet. Wow. I don't remember that. Just quipped. Wow. And from that, I went. Mystery feet. That's a 
great band name. And, yeah. And no, it isn't. But I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was. Not a bad, that's not a bad name. It's a terrible name. Mystery Feet. Yeah. And it's still my email address. But nice. uh, <laughs> they, uh, um, so just from that, yep. I said, okay, I need to start a band. And I had everybody in mind that I wanted. And, and it was. The first one was Frank Varela. Yep. I had just done a session with Scott Allshaus. Sure. Who was Max Creek drummer. Yep. Also went to Berkeley. Yep. Great player. Sure. And he and I just like, yeah, clicked right away. Um, and Jonathan Chatfield. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great, great yeah. keyboard player. Yep. And so I just called up Frank and I said, Hey, let's make a band. Let's do this thing. All I have is a name. Yeah. Yeah. And I have your CD somewhere. Yeah. From that, we, we ended up making two different CDs. Oh, okay. Um, Scott, the first one was called Walk the Walk, and we did that at uh, Tony Fishman's place. Mm. You know, pre-Telefunken, Tony Fishman, for people who don't know, owns Telefunken USA. Right. The microphone company. And at the time, he lived in a big, beautiful house that was his recording studio. Right. He lived in the house next door. Where was that? In Simsbury. Right. I think I've been there. I was there back in the day. Great big deck. It was beautiful. Yep. And he had in there, he had the Neve console that Bruce Swedeen used in uh, Electric Ladyland or Could some, be. one of the major studios, yeah. and that's where he bought it yep. out yep. of. Uh, John Lennon's Double Fantasy was mixed on that console. Then it would have been it would have been Record Plant, I record think. Record Plant, yeah, okay. So okay. whichever, that's where it came out of. Wow. And so it was this beautiful console that crashed all the time, or it had to be repaired all the time. Sure. And, and I remember the Apple computers crashing all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, but great studio, and we recorded that first record there. Mm. I'm still old enough to call it a record. Yeah, that's all right. That's what it is. Yeah, it is. And uh, Permanent record. Larry Coriel played on that record. Right. Um, as a guest. That yep. was really cool. Yep. He was somebody that we got to, that I, yeah. may he rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What a shock that was. Yeah. Um, I got to know him very, very well. He's oh, a very wow. good friend of mine. Cool. Um, and then the second one we did at Monster Lab. Oh, all right. With Matt Ray. and Ray's place. Okay, yeah. cool. And Matt played on that too. And, and for that one, so by that time, uh, Mark Manzik had joined the band. Yep. And that was, we were playing all over the place, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And then we ended up doing, um, Joel Rosenblatt came in and played oh, a wow. bunch of the tracks. Yeah. And Lenny White on one. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, hey. kids at home. This is you know, this is yeah, how yeah. you can play with. You can get to play with people. Yeah. Just pay them. Oh, oh, that's cool. I should start paying people to be on here. That's what's our get? budget, Dave? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I'd pay you to be on here. You know? Hey man. Well, go ahead. Pay so, me, pay but me. that's but that's <laughs> that but that's all you got to do. You know. Yeah, I hear you. Guys will do sessions. Well, that's that's what uh uh Mr. Alan Friedman. Was here and he was just like, "Hey man, all I got to uh, do is do their taxes and well, threaten them a little bit." With yeah, that's reveal. that. That's a he, they pay him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. yeah. He's really got it going. Wow, that's heavy. That but must yes, be wild. So you 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 name that band. Wow. Okay. And cost me a lot of money. Sorry. It was right. a it was a lot of money to make those. I still have like a thousand of those CDs somewhere. If anybody's interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Um, whatever happened with your feet? They. Uh, did they figure out you were much heavier than weren't Play, you? I was really right? a lot. Because I remember after not seeing you for years, mm-hmm. there was one time I think we were at Black Eyed Sally's and you came up, hey man. And, and you I didn't was know just who like, I was. And then you're finally like, Yeah, I'm Craig Garfinkel. Well, I had oh! I, I we He we, was like a completely different I weighed two hundred and fifty five pounds. 
Yeah. And now I'm around 200. Well, but whatever. But still. I had gotten down 175. Yeah, yeah. But you w- were wearing it differently. You were a different model of person. Yeah. That was due to and a that, health issue, which we won't get into. Well, but it was a, it, it, the, the, the good part of that yeah. was that I lost a lot of weight. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still here. Yeah. That's the other good you're part. You're still here. Yeah. So what was up with your feet? Did so they ever I, figure it no, out? No, they just did finally kind of, it was plantar fasciitis. That stuff goes oh, away. Oh, because then I thought, you know, I don't remember back then, but I was like, maybe it was your weight. It was a weight issue. I don't think so because no. anybody can get plantar. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. your, it's the tendon that runs the entire length of your foot. So once that gets pulled or something, or something then you're yeah, in trouble. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. I got gotcha. you. So no, I'm all good. All right, I'm, good. Uh, I'm just old now. Yeah, no. <laughs> Now you're just old. Now it's it could be anything just, at all. Anything at all. It's just I wake up and I go, ah. Tell me about it. I do the same thing, you know? Hmm. Right, the wacky, well, wacky. The questions, you know what the yes. questions are. Okay. I don't, but go ahead. Oh, you don't? I don't okay. think so. All right. Uh, consistent practicer of your instrument? No. Okay. Okay. I play. Sure. Sure. And I, I don't do it that often. And when I do... Um, it's my iPad and headphones and sure. I play through a little preamp yep. and I play my, I play a Sadowski bass, which I dearly love. Nice. It sounds awesome. And, uh, you know what I, I play a lot too? Um, Tom Petty, full moon fever oh. because that record is great oh, and yeah. it's, it's, there's great drumming on it. Yeah. Bass playing is yeah. great and it just is solid. It's yeah. great for my fingers. Oh, nice. And I love that. Yeah, I love I love Tom. Toto, Pink. I've been playing Toto's first record. That's a really good yeah. record to play with. Yeah. So, that's and that's cool. it. But practice, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you are, you already you know your way around the we, fretboard yeah, by I know, now. I know where it is. I'm I just know, curious. Sometimes. I know where the Huckabuck is. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, Desert Island albums, a few. Ooh. That could um, define your you. Wow. I know it's hard. I think if, well, if I was forced to like listen to only one band, it would have to be the Beatles. Okay. But, um, man, there's just, there's yeah, so yeah. many. Uh, heavy Weather, Weather Report, yeah. you know, for the fusion side of sure. things, that yeah. would have to be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, two Zappa okay. records. Okay. Uh, one size fits all and overnight sensation. Oh wow! Those I don't my, know those. those. are my two favorites. I don't go zappa deep, so yeah, that's yeah. those were those were really cool. Okay. Um, God, there's just too many. Yeah, I know. I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be able to. Yet you have to let me pick fifty. Yeah, Or, yeah, or yeah. I'll, I won't survive. Dude, I'm the same. Way. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. I'd be like, I don't even care. You know? You know, get me off this island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I'm. I'm I'll swim way. five thousand miles. Yeah, yeah, to, exactly. to get away. Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of the same way. Um, desert island food. Is there a cuisine, a particular type or something that you say, I'd be okay with this every day? If I can cook it because I've gotten really into cooking. Oh, okay. Hey, that's cool. So in the last probably 10 years or Mm. so. So, um, what's your best dish? I, 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 my best dish. Yeah. Um, like what do you make? You make and you go, I did it. Grilled, grilled. Uh, not grilled, but um, uh, uh, scallops. Okay. And I make uh, a really nice, uh, it's not really a Bear Blanc sauce, but it's it's butter and white wine and okay. capers and garlic. And, so you and, throw some scallops in yeah, there. Yeah, so Do just, you know, just some pan-seared scallops. 
And then, you know, uh, I used to make, you know, vegetables with a lot of, with a lot of flavor in it and potatoes with a lot of flavor. I finally figured it out. I said, no, 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 no. Don't overload your plate with 25 different kinds of flavors. Gotcha. Pick one. And then it's just like nice steamed sure. vegetable and a potato and that's it. Yeah. That's cool. And you know, and, and you'd be all right with soups that. Yeah. lately. Oh yeah. West African peanut soup is my favorite. Wow. Don't know that. It's awesome. What's that all about? It is uh, a lot of peanut butter. Okay. Uh, vegetable broth. Nice. Uh, chicken. You okay. Just, just buy a chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw it in there. Chickpeas. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Would you? There's a whole process. Would you pick that up? I don't. I don't just know. recipe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're just cruising for new the, things. The inter try. the internet is full of it. Right. Yeah. That's good. So I like to do that. I like to get the and it's a routine. Yeah. You know, we, we have it, it's, you know, usually on a Friday night is something that my wife and I are just like, hey, we just cook. You're going to cook. Yeah. I cook. I'm sorry. That's cool. I'm married to the one Venezuelan, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring her in. Okay. I'm That's married cool. to the one Venezuelan woman who does not cook. Really? She's the only So you're one. the You cook. can research this. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. She well, at least you married a historic one. woman. <laughs> she's perfect in every other way. But right. the, yeah, there's, there's wow. she's the only one. So I had to, by necessity, if That's I don't fine. cook, we don't eat. Oh, well. But I got to love it. Yeah. Well, why not? So there you go. That's That's interesting, though. I mean, you know, people get into that. Yeah. Kind of cool. I'm not necessarily a foodie, but that's good, though, Mm -hmm. that you're getting into it. Kind of got another thing. Um, Anything you want to add in our last several minutes? Oh, It doesn't have to be about me. Don't. Yeah, but now now I feel a little bit of pressure to be profound. Yeah. Be vapid. Doesn't matter. You know, um... I mean, you're not going to, you know, just, you know we're not going to, you're not going to die oh, before you a, leave the room. It doesn't have to be your last word. That's words. a good thing. That now that you say those words, I'll say this musically oh boy. because I've heard this in varying different ways. And it was one particular gig that I did with somebody, a very famous drummer and this whole, and it was like a sure. last minute rehearsal kind of thing and everything. And it was hard music. We sure. made it through the set and came off and he turned to me and he said, well, nobody died. Hey. <laughs> I had someone die at a gig once. Oh, you ever do that? You ever have anyone? No. I played a, a death gig once. Oh, God. No, that's not good. No. I'll tell well, that story. Now you, now, you, now you threw it. No, no. But anyway, to get... But what I took from that is in what every musician should take is that, you know what? This ain't brain surgery. Right. Right. No you matter, were our own no worst matter critic. what happens on stage, no matter how badly you mess up... Nobody died. First of all, nobody died. And guarantee you that 99.9% of the people listening to you have no clue. Right, right. So Which just, is depressing, but also not depressing, depending on how you take not. it. But not. Or our own or worst critics, because yeah. I'm always shooting for, I want to be yeah. better than I've ever been. So just, so just get up there and play, man. Yeah. Just get up there and play. Craig Garfinkel says, just get up there and play. There you go. He was here. Craig, Craig Garfinkel, you ready? I'm going to press the button. You, any last... That's it. That's You're it. Okay. I, I got it. Fred Garfinkel has said it Thank all. Thank you, John. Yeah, man. Thank Always you. Always great to hang yeah. with you. Yeah. Hey, I this is the best thing about being a musician Good excuse. to hang. That's what I'm saying. This is then We get to do this. John Peckman Podcast, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance, beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come across the bridge. Go through one satellite. Start looking left. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube by any chance, don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit the bell. You'll get alerts when we have new episodes. You can find us anywhere that podcasts can be found. And stay tuned for Dave. He's going to tell you how you can have your very own podcast. Thank you for listening, kids. That is all.